But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, the rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. to another week of the dismal tide and i oh you're clapping for me because that was a bad introduction i'm sorry about that i'm it's doing fine. my best out here it's hard to be the host uh you're welcome to try it if you ever want to mike and hello how are you gonna play a pre-recorded one every week <laughs> i would you can be... practice it during the week <laughs> Nah, i'm shit i'm garbage it doesn't matter <laughs> I didn't uh, actually ask you if, if we could call you by your first name during the show. I assume we can because it's in your Twitter handle. Yeah, all right. We're joined by Denton this week uh, at Denton PPM on Twitter. Hi. Hello. Uh, it's actually not my first name, but uh, hey, yeah, no got... problem. I just assumed. <laughs> it's, my last, it's my last name, which is maybe even more risque to have as my Twitter handle. I don't know if risque is. Twitter's kind being... Uh, bolt action rifle enthusiast. That's correct. Which is also like <laughs> not true because I just I watched too many like World War II movies. I'm like, man, that looks cool. But uh, it, like actually telling you anything about bolt action rifles, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I've shot a couple; they're pretty cool. But I I only know uh, the ones from World War II. I know because of uh, played games that have them. So I know about a Springfield 1903. Mm-hmm. Or uh, or like a, well, a Mauser M98. I think that's mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. That, and 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 that's it. And that's as far as it goes. That's all anyone really needs to know is just uh, you push it in and then down, and then you can shoot, and then you pop it up and back, and that cycles it, and then push. It. You know, a lot of people compare car transmissions. Like if a manual transmission feels really good, they're like, oh, it feels like a bolt action rifle, and it's like. I think it might feel differently, but I don't know. I haven't driven every car. I haven't. I also haven't shot every bolt action rifle, so I might not know. Uh, I might not nothing know nothing but I'm time talking. and opportunity. No, um, we were we were doing a, a very short amount of car talk before the show. I have started following Bring a Trailer on Twitter because of you. Fantastic! I I, a, I love bringing people into that sphere of like weird cars, and Bring a Trailer is like the perfect uh, window into modern stuff but also like weird old stuff and because it's curated it's also you get interesting stuff it's not like a 92 grand prix or something although they might have a 92 grand prix on there but for the most part it's more interesting than that there there have been some things that i did not know existed on there so if 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 you don't care about cars at all it is still it is it is a, a great twitter account um because it's it's shit you've never seen before and then occasionally like two weeks ago one of jeff gordon's actual cars from like 1997 went up for auction one of his short track cars from from the championship 1997 season the issue i have with bring a trailer not to get too into the weeds with this stuff is like the name implies that it's originally a marketplace to buy project cars um, literally you need to bring a trailer to haul this car away 
because it's such a piece of shit. It's not going to run. Um, that has like transformed into really high dollar cars or like really rare um, vintage cars, things that have like almost no miles on them, stuff like that. Uh, one of the, and then it's also become like a playground for some really big players. So for example, the CEO of WeatherTech um, who like makes floor mats and shit, who also yeah, yeah. they own the Laguna Seca racetrack in California, which is one of the track outlines I have on my wall. Uh, the CEO of WeatherTech plays on that site. So it's like, okay, I'm a normal guy. Right. <laughs> I make a normal salary. I'm fucked as far as like trying to actually win any of these like interesting bids. I've never bid on the site. Uh, I'm not at that level just yet, but no, there, there's stuff that um, I, I get because of its, you know, rarity and the condition it's in, but like, you know, you have like um, 40 year old pickup trucks that are going for like $35,000, which is a lot to commit to a truck that's 40 years old. Yeah. You'll have like every once in a while, you'll have like a really clean Honda prelude, like a 91 Honda prelude or something, or maybe like a 97 prelude, I think just went through. Um, but then, yeah, you also have stuff that's like 80 year old Alfa Romeo that they made five of them, you know, and, and it'll go across. So there's a wide variety. Uh, one of the cars that I will retweet a lot that just blow my mind are the original BMW M3s that were made, I think, from like 87 to 91 or 92. Uh, highly desirable, very rare. And I'm seeing them going for like a hundred thousand uh, dollars. I just think like a lot. It's got yeah, it's insane. It's got a four-cylinder engine. It probably makes like 189 horsepower. I don't know, but it's just stuff that they're not making anymore. It's you know, it's really lightweight. It's got all direct driver controls. So like steering, brakes, gas, everything's analog. Um, I'm you're like a lot of people are becoming more interested in that analog world. Like old air-cooled 911s are, it's a huge bubble for those as well for the same reason. Everything is like drive-by-wire, throttle-by-wire, um, brake-by-wire now, uh, electronic steering and turbos on everything. So like, I think there is this push that people want to experience what cars used to be like. And so the, some of these things that are like probably really worth like 30,000, maybe less, are suddenly it's a bubble blowing up. Like what we were talking about earlier with some of the stock market stuff, the bubble blows up. And then all of a sudden this car is worth $120,000 and guys like you and I just can't play in that. I'm very into bubble. bubbles now. Very much into bubbles. Love a good <laughs> bubble. Um, I like your stock. Or you're not stock. Jesus Christ. I like your, uh, your car tweets because you say something about like people who own Subaru Foresters and it just like, I get to laugh about them. Like I know what the fuck you're talking about. It's like you made fun of somebody with the Subaru Foresters. Like, you know, such and such is like a, I don't remember what you said exactly about him, but I was like, yeah, he's exactly right. Fuck that guy with the Forester. Yeah. I mean, well, I have a Subaru WRX, which has a, there's this, I hesitate to say a stigma against him, but there's a type of person. Like, I should have a flat brimmed hat. I should have a vape rig. I should have a girlfriend that's probably still in high school. And I should have uh, at least five speeding tickets, right? Like that's the classic uh, Subaru WRX guy. 
That's when I worked at a Buick dealership and whenever we had a used one on the lot, that's who came to look at it. They were, uh, yeah, I, I would say most of them were roughly 19. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, while, while we've been talking, been searching for the thing that got my attention the most, it was back on, about a month ago. Um, it was a 1992 Mazda Bongo Brawny, which <laughs> it, it looks like it's oh like boy. a four-door. John, it's, it's like it's a like clamping a big, car. It's like a big John Deere Gator, <laughs> which is, as it turns out, what I what I want. <laughs> I, yeah, so, I, I want it's also like called a bongo. Old... It's also called Bongo Brawny, yeah, which is a really, a really fantastic combination of words and sounds. I, th- I think my dream car is like, and I find the show to not be that good Californication, but like the kind of car, not necessarily a Porsche, but like a beat up ass, like convertible or T-top that's like 15, 20 years old. And mm-hmm. you have like, you've put no work into keeping it nice and clean. And there's like rust hole. Like that's, that's my dream car. Like it can go fast, I guess. If it doesn't fucking fall apart. I mean, earlier today I was looking at C4 Corvettes, which is like 90, like again, like 88 to like 92 or 93, maybe even maybe later, maybe 96. I can't remember, but yeah, I was looking at C4 Corvettes earlier today, just of like, fucking why not because it's a $10,000 car that's got 350 horsepower and I would street park it and if somebody hit it I'd be like ah fuck it whatever like yeah I don't know there's something there's something interesting about old cars like my car now my my WRX is six years old and I still really like it and I still care about it and if, if, if something happened to it I'd be really upset um, but my previous car was like a Nissan Sentra that I bought it covered in hail damage and a mismatched mirror. And I, I fucking hated that car. I didn't give a shit about that car. And so it was just so freeing. Like I would park it in the shittiest parking lot. I would street park it. I would hit stuff with it. And I just didn't care. Um, that, that is a nice feeling. Is a great in a feeling. Car. Yeah. My, my first car was <laughs> a, uh, a 1997 Mercury Villager, a fucking uh, minivan. Yeah. And I, I hated that car, uh, not because it like drove bad. It actually like had some zip to it, but like I hated it because I was just learning to drive and I was a terrible driver, but I could see seven. So I was always driving and I fucking hated it because all of my friends were backseat driving in hindsight, correctly so, because I was a bad driver. Um, but it would just fucking stress me out. I'd end up yelling at my friends to shut up when they were obviously correct. It's like, Brendan, you can't turn here. It's like, well, do you want to fucking drive? <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't. And uh, I just didn't give a shit what happened to it. I was obviously the last driver. I was like, I had to drive it to Philly uh, once a week for because uh, I did gymnastics in Philly, which was like an hour, 45 minutes away from my house. And I remember on Girard Avenue in Philly, there's these like is the green like dividers between the two sides of Gerard Avenue. It's like a green metal fence. And I was just like, look at my friends. Like I'm going to touch that metal fence while I was driving. So I like reached my hand out the car and I got my hand to touch it. And I went too close and I just knocked the side view mirror off my car with the fucking fence. <laughs> so I got home and I just told my dad, I was like, I, I, I came back to the car and it was like that. I don't know what happened. Yep. He was like, yeah, okay. What's the green paint? I wasn't, I wasn't reaching my hand out of a moving vehicle and trying to grab a piece of metal. <laughs> I just wanted to touch it. I wanted to just uh, run my hand down the slats. My my first car could have been extremely cool, but it just it was a, too much tr- more trouble than it was worth. At an '86 Regal, okay, um, it, not a GNX, uh, <laughs> but um, it, it it just it, it 
just there's too much water in it <laughs> it just seemed to uh, it just broke down constantly and i ended up getting a uh a, and th- this is in 2005 by the way mm-hmm. um so that was it was would have been 19 years old at that point and um uh i ended up with a, a 1990 Suzu trooper um which is yeah. very high off the ground almost enti- almost entirely glass and has no torque whatsoever but i uh, uh but absolutely loved it the fastest anyone ever got it going was my friend lane got a, to go 85 miles an hour downhill <laughs> with a tailwind <laughs> uh my first um, car was a 91 jetta and it had a five speed and a sunroof that had like the uh, hand crank to open the sunroof. So that was pretty cool. Um, that is cool. That, I like that. I had it for like a oh, year while that. I learned to drive. Um, I had like my temps for a while. Uh, and then I had, I got my license fully and I had it for a month before I crashed it. Um, turns out if you try to pass somebody on an S curve in snow, <laughs> it's very likely that you're going to spin out and crash into a tree. Um, Luckily, nobody got hurt. It was like the most perfect way to crash a car. Um, and then after that, I got a Geo Metro, which was a Toyota Corolla in disguise. I don't know if you yes. guys are familiar with badge engineering. No engineering. Basically, I'm familiar with no engineering. <laughs> so car manufacturers will share. And so there'll be an assembly line. And so for the Geo Prism and the Toyota Corolla, uh, every other one was basically badged as a Toyota Corolla or a Geo Prism. So anytime I needed replacement parts, I would go to the parts store and say, hey, give me parts for a 91 Geo Prism. And the parts, for some reason, were never right. But if I went and told them, I need parts for a 91 Toyota Corolla, bingo, that was the right part. So I hated that car at the time uh, because it wasn't the Jetta and the Jetta was way cooler. But I put a bang in stereo in it and drove the shit out of that thing it's like a foot to the floor car constantly and yeah that was a good that was another car that like i didn't really care too much about it got broken into multiple times and i've never (laughs) invested in like the stereo of my car which i i really should because i but i don't know i listen to my music very loud and i think if given like if remove if if the governor were removed and i could just like really crank it i would probably do some damage to myself i feel like i did uh, every once in a while somebody be like can you hear that i'll be like no i i, I can't <laughs> so no, I'm i think i up. may have uh yeah like huge subwoofer whole car rattled it was like wow oh, fuck that would have been 2004 2005 so i was just in college i just started college getting like loud stereos and shit that you know, typical fun age of just being an obnoxious dickhead um, yeah i used to um i had my a hand-me-down like lexus uh, as my second car, it was like it was like 20 years old by the time I got it. But and it was still an upgrade over the uh, the older Mercury Villager that I was driving before it. Um, and it had a really good stereo system. And I just remember screaming to whatever college students were listening to in 2007, which was for me, uh, System of a Down, Rage Against the Machine <laughs> and uh, Bob Marley. Yep. Yep. What, was that was that still an SUV or was it a car? Oh, it was a car. It was a, uh, I don't remember what it was. Uh, ES 300. Yep. Is that a thing? Yep. So it's basically like a Toyota Camry, but it's got the Lexus badge on it. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing no, it was fine. That. It was a good car. Um, what do you say? We, uh, we watch an episode of gridiron Heights. Let's do it. Um, there were two to choose from this week. I went with first the shorter one. And in my opinion, 
I mean, better is hard to gauge in this. Um, not better necessarily. Um, the watch together link is in the chat. Um, everybody get on in there and I'll hit play when we're ready to go. I only open. Yeah, we got a minute. Um, I'm going to pause this though. Well, um, so, uh, while we were paused, you asked, uh, what gridiron heights is. Yeah. Can you give me like the rundown on what this gridiron heights is? I'm not familiar. It's, it's like in the beginning, this is season five in the beginning. It seemed to be like they imagined the NFL as like a town. Okay. And they just randomly assigned people in the NFL, like roles in the town. Like someone was a store owner and like Goodell was the mayor and Tom Brady was whatever Tom Brady was. And by season five, they've, they've, it's not a town anymore. This is just where they, this is a vehicle for their movie parodies. Okay. Um, Basically. I think probably 70% of them are movie parodies. Like the one that we might watch next, if we want to watch a second one is basically the pirates of the Caribbean reimagined as the end of the NFL season with Tom Brady as uh, the bad guy captain and Patrick Mahomes as Johnny Depp. Um, what is his name in that, that movie? <clears throat> Jack Sparrow. Okay. Um, I'm down. The, uh, I found the writer, the writers on LinkedIn last week um, <laughs> or two weeks ago or something. And I, I don't want to be like a dick um, in that. Like, I'm not a comedian. Like, I have a fucking podcast. There's no barrier of entry to this. I've never made any money off this podcast. I'm down 20 bucks a month off the shit, actually. Um, I don't think comedy should be done via LinkedIn, frankly. I feel like I feel like that's the wrong vibe. No, uh, LinkedIn, uh, I as someone uh, looking uh, for a job, I, I check LinkedIn from time to time, um, and uh, they have stories now. You can no. Uh, by the way, uh, I only have like thirty contacts or uh, like oh actions on LinkedIn. Zero of them have posted stories. <laughs> um, uh, not so no I, one has no sorry. no one is using that feature on there. Uh, you might want to switch that Wi-Fi over as well, Mike. Um, I and ah, the the head writer um is is on Twitter and uh, Denton. I'm just curious, how many followers do you have on Twitter? How many followers do I have? Yeah, uh, over 700, less than 800. I think. All right, the head writer of Gridiron Heights, a a video that gets millions of views every week on YouTube, has his 636 followers, which is it's not everything. I'm no. not, you know, but it's something. Yeah. Follow, follow count does matter, but I've also I'm also an old Twitter account. Like I think I started my account back in like 2014 or something, and it's only within the, like the last year or two that I've started to like actually kind of climb that ladder a little bit. I uh, I'm I was on Twitter probably like six years ago, so I'm not old on Twitter, um, and I didn't actually start using it till within the last three years. And honest to God. 30, 40% of my followers have come from the fucking group, uh, group message that we're all in together. Yep. Like yep. every, every time somebody joins, I get a new follower and I don't even have to work for it. I was stuck at 60 <laughs> forever. Cause I don't like really tweet even that much. Like I'll like stuff. I'll retweet stuff, but I don't have like my own thoughts. We talked about a lot or two weeks ago when Seth was on, was like, I'm just bad at posting. I'm not a great poster and I don't care. Like I enjoy just scrolling through Twitter. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that because then you get posters brain and then your brain starts to like think in posts. And I got to tell you, not the best way for your brain to work. No, it's not healthy. Uh, everybody thinks your sentences should go on for longer, but you're limiting limiting yourself to 140 or 280 characters when you speak. 
It's a mess. Um, Mike, I think we could get this guy on the show. And I think that we could get him on the show going like, we watch an episode of your show every week. And I don't know how much you would even look into it. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to this man. (laughs) I kind of do. I don't. We're just like, so what the fuck? I don't want to talk to this guy because I don't, I don't think. I, I, I couldn't. I, I, think I think he would leave within 10 minutes. And that to me would be the dream scenario where we watch like the newest episode of Great Iron Heights and be like, the fuck is wrong with you? Why? This isn't funny. And be like, oh, so this is what you guys do. You guys think you're big shots. You think you're so funny. I'm fucking out of here. Don't use my voice on your would, podcast. He would say it's a living like the pterodactyl and the Flintstones that they use as a cement mixer. <laughs> All right, let's watch this episode of Great Iron Heights. Sean, stop liking jersey swaps and let me in. Rudolph has told me to give you this. How do I force them to trade me? James Harden issues heartfelt tweet to Houston. I have to speak to the beard. This stop is Diamond Heights. Before you enter, we have a few unwritten rules. That is why we don't leave Gridiron Heights. Now entering Hardwood Hills. Whoa, athletes get to just go wherever they want. Too much autonomy. I love the boy. Oh, great. More new people. Kyrie, I swear I don't know these guys. If we're a super team, why don't I feel super? So you want to cause a scene in Houston? Uh. Now publicly insult your teammates. What? Uh. Do it. Uh, JJ Watt's head is too small for his body. <gasps> uh, look, I'm sorry, I can't do this. JJ's head is perfect. I guess I'm trapped. Uh. Are you my new daddy? Written rule number 34. If anyone's having a really good day, no one can talk about it. No ordering a Grand Slam from Denny's if you've already eaten that day. No enjoying your job out loud. If someone's car is that supposed to be Mike Trout? Light on Main Street, they get to run stop signs. Very clearly, going. yes. Your neighbor's music's too loud. You get to peg them really hard. Don't write any of these rules down. That's why this list is blank. Well, Denton, how'd you feel about it? You got any questions or? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You're saying this gets millions of views every yeah, app? every episode. I'll uh, I'll bring it up on YouTube. I'll tell you what this. this yeah, episode, I just I clicked. It's got four hundred ninety-seven thousand views. And that was that's ten days old. So like in a week or two, it'll be up over a million. The ones from season one are like three million or something insane. What is Tua talking to baby? Your his his jaw is like his mouth. Is <laughs> yeah, wide like open. what? How is the... it's really bad. It's really bad. Uh, this one, the, the last few we watched, um, I mean, it didn't stop us from being silent the entire episode, but like the, the jokes are packed in. So the jokes are packed in so quick. There's not even space for like the viewer to think. And then you like think back on the jokes and you're just like, well, fuck, that wasn't even funny. You know, it, it kind of reminds me of the fact that like, uh, I think that I'm just a normal guy. I think you guys probably think you guys are normal guys. Too, right? <laughs> and it's okay. like, um, okay, we'll, we'll play along. So yeah. So like, I'm a normal guy. You guys are normal guys. And there, there are like fandoms and hobbies and interests that people have that I am so disconnected from that in my mind, I'm like, well, that must be like a really niche thing. Right. Like these are just people out on the fringe or something like that. Right. Now, obviously, I told you guys I'm not the biggest sports fan. I'm a very casual sports fan. For something of this nature to have 500,000 views within a week. 
like 500,000 every week. Like that is their regular subscribers. And those are the people that watch it on YouTube. Like there's plenty more that just get push notifications directly from the Bleacher Report app and just watch it. Just like, oh, it's out. Click. There's Let's a Bleacher go, baby. Report app. Immediately. Oh, yeah. Watching get- while driving. If you want to oh <laughs> saturate yourself in sports updates, get the Bleacher Report app. I actually like I get push notifications for the Sixers and the uh, the Phillies. Uh, it's pretty good for that. I don't mind it for that. But yeah, there's an app. They have uh, an entire tab on the app uh, that's just the fire emoji. So you know, you imagine what you get in there. So again, like my point, my maybe I didn't explain it well enough is like, I feel like I'm a normal guy and that I have like, I'm pretty, I'm not like super well tapped into pop culture, of course, but like, dude, I, every once in a while I get introduced to something where it's like, oh, I don't have any fucking idea of what people are doing with their lives. <laughs> I have nothing in common with these people. And it's, it's a, it's half a million people. Well, a few people watch it more than once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brendan's watched it twice, for example. I've well, I mean, you, it, it, with the jokes pack, like you got to watch it two or three times so you yeah, can catch everything, work. you know? Uh, we, I forget which one it was. Oh, it was the Baker Mayfield Groundhog's Day episode where I think, was it Ed? Uh, it was either Ed, I think, or Mike Whalen, who was just like, oh, there's an explainer on this. And just like we can go through, and I oh it was Ed because when I was on his Twitch stream, he he played it. There's like check out all the references that this guy breaks down, and it wasn't like a writer, it wasn't anybody affiliated with Bleacher Report. It was just a guy who went through the Baker Mayfield Groundhog's Day episode frame by frame. Went that's a reference to this, and that's a reference to this. He's like, there's 300 references in this two minute video. It was serial killer shit, like frankly. It was unbelievable. You know, and, and like to bring it back into like my realm of expertise when like when people start rattling off like engine codes, like, oh yeah, that's the S52 engine. Some of it I get, some of it I don't. And it's kind of like that cusp of like, okay, you're becoming like uh idiot savant level of like car guy, if that makes sense. Like, you have no other skills, you have no other interests, but like you can tell me the firing order on this like 30 year old BMW engine, right? Like, okay, that's like a level that is like too far for me. I, I, is that where, is that what this is to you guys? Is like, is, is or is this just like normal? No, because shit? I think the car shit, you need some level of like study and some level of knowledge and like to build upon a knowledge base. This is not that. This is well, just basically like having a conversation with people who are going like, you remember when? Do you also remember when that other thing happened? Uh, do you remember when? That's all this is. But yeah, this 300 is just like, times within like two minutes? It's unbelievable. Yeah, you know what else I saw? Yeah, I thought you were, yeah, I thought you were leading up to something. <laughs> um, I mean, we're in it now. Let's watch the second one. Okay, let's go. This is, so this was uh, two weeks ago. This next all one. Right. Is uh is this week's? Yar, after killing me, what did you plan on doing next? You know you don't have to lean into the whole pirate thing. Can he attack? What the hell? You're 43 years old. You best start believing in good stories, Mr. Rogers. You're in one. See, it goes right through me, and that's the result of a healthy, pliable life. 
can't believe Brady took down all three of us legends. Another uneventful season! Look, if you think that you can just waltz in... Oh, okay, never mind. You'll always remember the day you almost caught Patty Mahomes! Let's go. No, I want it to hurt. He could never love me like a number one receiver. I'm just a lowly tight end. Dang, Brady stole a cannon. There once was a team, twas lost at sea. To there came a man named Tom Brady. Ditched so this is more indicative of a normal win. episode. Oh, let's fix Tom Movie parody, thousand jokes a second. Doing sea shanties because they're in the memes. And you're sure young people like this? Sea shanties hot now. Better not be messing with me. I do not want to look old. Who are you rooting for? I just watch for the commercial. Oh yeah, by the way, they are. It, this is. Uh, sponsored content. Uh, so yeah, they always ads just in the middle. Of some of them, Come on, <laughs> or like deodorant. Like, the... <laughs> didn't Marshawn Lynch do a deodorant commercial in the middle of one? Excuse me, you get off. We'll never catch them. They're pirates. They're on the football field. We named the Monkey Gronk. Curse you, Tom. You'll never get away with going to a team with an already great offense. <laughs> Starting the season on the jet. It's me, controversial third receivers. Scotty Miller. Who the hell is that? Dude, you're clearly Julian this Edelman in disguise. Is way no, too long. Why? Did Tom say something? Ah, don't chase us, or I'll throw you uh, off. This is oh way no, too long. Why is this so seconds. long? <laughs> finally. If I win without Belichick, I'll be free of the curse of the system QB. Look, they gave me a sword. Who? Me? <laughs> oh, God, did I kill Patrick Mahomes? I could probably get away with this. Don't you see? I'm the new main football Again, the, the only thing that I this enjoy is from these is the Patrick Mahomes voice. Yeah, they like nailed Baby Yoda or like Yoda or something? He, he has a very strange... No, pa Patrick Mahomes has a terrible speaking voice. I don't know if I've ever heard Patrick I always Mahomes think there was a... Without me. Oh, wait, there's a quote... I don't remember... I'm proud of you. Come. Come here, son. No, it's safe. Let's hug it out. Was it like a, a reference to like the sirens? Yeah, uh, he was a siren or a mermaid or whatever. That was uh, that was more indicative of a normal episode. A thousand jokes a second, and you can again with that one just run through one inch at a time, one frame at a time, and just pick out like, oh yeah, they went thirteen and three that year. That's what they're talking if, about if, there. If grit, if if Gridiron Heights trusted its audience enough to do a parody of the lighthouse and. And Tom Brady was fucking the siren, and then he looked down, and it's Bill Belichick. That'd right, be pretty good. Yeah, but they don't. Well, that's also the other thing, uh, where I, I, you say they don't trust their audience, and it almost to me feels like they have like complete contempt for them because they really <laughs> do just baby and walk every joke in. They just like clarify and sea shanties those are hot now right are you sure that's what the kids like he's like just do the fucking sea shanty don't talk about it what do you got to talk about the reference you're making just reference it but they but they're like oh is this too deep a cut should we reference that what if somebody watches this in two years like fuck off dude oh uh, <laughs> that one that one broke me every once in a while i get very mad watching them and that's the uh, second time i saw that episode could you but could you imagine actually going back and watching that two years later uh, well, the the bit this sh this show used to do is we'd watch one from the first season and then the most recent in an effort to <laughs> just like Benjamin Button it and and have seen every episode. Man, you guys are like a special kind of like masochist. I like it. Uh, Mike Mike hates it. <laughs> <laughs> I make him do it. 
We I'm, agreed I'm on this to... bit in the beginning, and I don't think Mike thought that I had the follow through to have continued doing it for like twenty episodes. Um, I, I was trying to find it. I can't. I can't quite find it. There, there's some someone probably in British media or something like that. It, it doesn't matter who said it. Um, but there was a quote about David Beckham and his voice. And it was just like, you see him and his looks and all his talent and what he's won and, and, and his wife. And you think, how could someone have all that? And then you hear his voice and you say, that's fair. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, Mahomes has a, a pretty a ridiculous voice um, for a man, uh, his size and uh, ability. It is just uh, it, it, he does very much have like a Kermit voice. Uh, yeah, I just looked. I just went to YouTube and typed Patrick Ma M A. Let's see, uh, fourth uh, entry down on searches voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got a strange voice, and then he's like any of his like personality quirks. Like he likes ketchup on overcooked steaks, which is something you do when you're twenty two and you don't really know how to like enjoy nice food. I was like, I remember one time when I was like 21 or 22, I went with a couple of our friends to a casino and we played poker. We want to, we all want a couple hundred bucks. We went to the steakhouse and I got my steak well done. And I look back on that and it's like, why the fuck did I do that? Like, I was just like, I want the, the crust. I want it to be really, you know, and just mm -hmm. like, turns out they're all going to have a crust, you idiot. Mm -hmm. So like, mm -hmm. I understand the ketchup thing. Cause he's like, he's a young kid, like whatever. But Wait, now Patrick, it's like pa he, Patrick sorry. Mahomes does, or is that yes. just an example? But I, I, well, I don't buy that, that with him, he, his father pitched in major league baseball for years. He, he's been sure to, he went but, to nice restaurant. He went to nice restaurants as a kid, Yeah, but that doesn't mean he has taste. And like, you uh, know, yeah, you, you just make like some really dumb decisions for reasons that are a bit outside of your, you know, full understanding. It's like, I was 22 or 23 when I did that. Like I should have known that just like, no, you just get it. However, the, when you just say, Hey, you decide how I get my steak. Cause I don't give a shit. And it'll yeah, all like, have a crust and taste good. Like, don't worry about it, Brendan. Relax. Yeah, like if, if he's like a very sheltered kid and his dad, you said his dad was like an MLB player. So like, yeah, he his whole life has been designed to be like, okay, we're, you're getting into this sport or this sport, whichever one you're better at, we're going to keep building you up from there. The guy already knows how that works. So then like everything else for the child is like taken care of. And so, yeah, you can quickly become like a 21 or 22 year old who has no idea like what kind of steak he actually likes. You know, when he was right. 10 and his dad took him to the steakhouse, he's like, oh, I don't want my steak red. Okay, son, you get well done and with ketchup on it because you're a fucking 10 year old. And then like, that's just it. Like, right. And it just stacks on that for the rest adulthood. of his life. But now he's at the, he's at the point in his life where like, he does State Farm commercials, and the whole bit is that he's got a steak, and he's just dumping ketchup bottle. And he gets like another ketchup bottle and dumps more ketchup on it. Like he can never go back. He can never learn how to actually enjoy a steak now because if he does, his waiter's gonna take a fucking picture of him. Someone, like yeah. this bitch yeah, someone's was gonna, in that. Yeah, go ahead. He's gonna order a steak medium rare, and the and the and the waiters get, or they're just gonna as soon as he walks in, they're just gonna bring him a well done one. And he's just gonna be like, I don't want. Hey, Mahomes, my man, we got your specialty right here. We got your regular a bottle of Heinz or you know Heinz ketchup and a fucking well done shoe leather steak. Bon appetit, my friend. Bon appetit. My, you know, my my, 
my friend from work stopped going to a pizza place because they automatically started pouring him a sprite when he walked through the door, <laughs> and he's just like sometimes, and he's like, and I don't want to have to tell him that I don't want that, and he, like every time. Yeah, especially if it's already in the cup. It's like, yeah, all right, give me the sprite. Yeah, again. just like sometimes I don't want sprite, guys. Like, and I I want that to be okay. <laughs> I just like whatever your friend did to become the sprite guy. <laughs> yeah, something well, really okay. serious. Did okay, he have like so a make seven he, up yours shirt? He's just a, he's just like a constant victim of this sort of. I don't know how it <laughs> happens to him, but like that, it's also that pizza that that pizza place. They were the one that uh, notably um, it was a place called Pizza Paradise on on 18th Street. Um, and he, uh, th- there was a, they split their space with this place called taste of Persia. And, um, there was a whole, uh, to do about this when they ousted the, the taste of Persia guy and like the pizza place didn't expand into that open space. They just opened their own Persian restaurant that was called tasty Persia oh my god that's so good then they stole all of his recipes and there was articles about this in like in in gothamist and eater and all that um (laughs) but yeah we'll give it a shot whatever that was the that was the place that was always pouring him spray but he'd be like for some reason he would just he'd sit and eat in there and employees would just come up to him and just be like check this out and just start like showing a bunch of pictures of guns on his phone <laughs> and there was one time it just like yo you see justin bieber's wife and it's just like scrolling through like <laughs> nudes of her perhaps photoshopped <laughs> like <laughs> oh my god they were showing, like, was, wasn't no- he married to like vanessa hudgens or whatever right um because she was in that i just remember that like humongous like hack of all those celebrity nudes from like 2010 or 11. And I just can't imagine going to a pizza shop and being like, Hey bud, you hear about the fappening? Check it yeah. out. Check out all these titties. Like, leave very, me alone. Really funny. Like now, if some, if some guy who worked somewhere came up to you while you were at his job and just like, you heard about this fappening. You see this? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I have a question for you guys though, because this is like, on one hand, I wish this would happen to me. On the other hand, I'm glad it never has. Uh, have you guys ever become regulars anywhere like restaurant, bar, bars? Yeah, a couple bars. Mike, any have you ever become a regular? Bars, s- sort of. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm probably recognized places, but I'm not very sociable. Uh, when when I'm in them, I don't make conversation with people. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, and also as someone who has worked retail for for eight years, we have our regulars. Um, and while uh, some of them I like quite a lot, uh, the ones that think they're our friends are are the ones that I I, I like <laughs> the least. So like I've always wanted some like sick twisted part of my brain. I've I've always wanted to be like a bar regular, but being a bar regular is cool. I'm too cheap to be a bar regular, and I don't go out to drink enough to become a bar regular. So like my local spot that I like a lot, they recognize me because i've been like very generous with tips around like christmas time so like oh hey you're the guy who usually tips well and gets like two drinks and then leaves right like i think i'm that guy but like do they know my name i don't think so and there's definitely not like a oh hey it's you you know budweiser i'm gonna crack a budweiser as soon as you walk in right (laughs) like on one hand i wish i i was that guy but on the other hand it's probably like a blessing in disguise that i'm not I was a regular at this bar in Park Slope, and, you know, I like the bar, so I'm going to say their name. The, uh, Uncle Barry's, which is right near uh, Barclays Center. Um, if you live in Brooklyn, go there because it's a pandemic. Spend some money, you know. 
Um, but you know, I would have never been a regular there if I didn't like know, like I, one of my friends that was on my trivia team, he was like a, a regular there. He was there like two or three nights a week. And I just kind of built off his clout. Mm-hmm. And then by the time, like I left New York city, cause I don't live there anymore, but like, I'd walk in and they'd be like, Hey, Brendan's here. You want to like, here's a, here's a high life. You want a shot or anything tonight? And he's like, no, I'm good. Hi, how are you? And basically like, you don't have to like be a big spender. Cause usually if you're a regular, unless it's like some John Taffer ass bar, like they'll give you mm-hmm. drinks for free. Mm-hmm. So then I just like figure out how many drinks I got for free. And I just pay what I would have paid and just tip the rest, you know? Right. And they just love you even more, you know? Yeah, that, yeah that's that's the deal. You're the, you know, nothing's free, but it's just like you're, you know, <laughs> you don't have to tip on top of it in a way. It's just like you're you're basically just paying straight cash for that. Right. You, know? you so, get a $14 so dollar bar tab yeah. and you tip 10 bucks. They're like, hell yeah, yeah Brandon, you're, thank so you. You're, 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 you're saving maybe in five, 10 bucks because you're not tipping on top of the free drinks. You're just, you're just basically paying him directly. That... <laughs> that so but even that so it's not like it's not like being a regular entitles you to that much and it's also uh you know it, it's but the, then there is that level of expectation too like there there's a relationship there where you each have to hold up your end mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, well, when i started dating my wife she was a bartender and like a server at a, a restaurant and she kind of she she did that while she was in college and stuff and so i maybe had like outdated ideas of like appropriate tipping and stuff and then she very quickly was like no you're you're fucking this up uh you're not giving these people enough money i know because i'm a waitress and a bartender like you need to get more money i'm like okay okay okay." i need to know more details i need to know Uh, what you were given before i was probably given like well again my wife and i started dating when we were both 21 um but she was like in restaurants and stuff so i was probably giving like 10 percent 12% 12% something like that. Okay. Like based off of what my parents would do with their like old school, never went out to eat, never went out to bars or anything like that. Right. And my wife was like, no, it needs to be like 20% unless they like wrong you. And, and it has to be really wrong you to go below 20%. Yeah. That's what, that's how I, I was uh, usually raised. It was 20% all day. And if it's so, better, yeah, like, like go that it's hard though to like take, you know, I, I don't want to offend any like service industry people or, you know, whatever. But um, of course, they, they're going to be like, well, 25 percent is where we start the conference should be 30. It's like, yeah, I mean, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I know where you're coming from, but like it's not. It's so, well, I mean, and, and like, again, not to put myself out there too much, but if she was telling me 20 percent when I was 21, that was over a decade ago because I'm fairly old. So it's like maybe it should be 25 percent. It's but, it, 20% is completely fine. But also like, like I was saying that local spot that I have where I might be like a regular, I might be kind of recognized, maybe not. Cause they've had some like turnover with bar staff or whatever. Um, it's not un- unheard of for me to go in there and get like their lunch special, like a, a burger and a beer. It'll be like 10 bucks and I'll just drop a $10 tip and be like deuces. See you guys later. Um, just because I have a 20 in my power pocket, move. you know? Right. I really, yeah, I, I actually like, really enjoy doing that as well. It's like 12 bucks, 11 bucks. And you're just like, here's 20. All right. Keep it. Bye. And just feels, like walk out when you do it. And you're just like, it Oh, feels have a good, night. good. It feels fucking good. And the person on the other end of it is like, fuck. Yeah. That guy didn't bother me at all. He got a drink and a, and, you know, and a burger and left. And I just got paid a bunch of money to not have to bother. So I try to be that guy, but yeah, maybe my, maybe my method of tipping is outdated. I, if you're above 20%, you're you're a fine tipper. 
Okay. Like right. that's well, it. That, you know, I've really you've assuaged I think my potential guilt. I, I, I tip a lot at bars, not because I have money, but because I don't, and I'm usually drunk and uh, just go. And the, the feeling is like, I'm already fucked. <laughs> just like I just spent, I, I like, I, just I spent, bought AMC. It's just like, I just spent $30. I don't have. So here's $40. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Not, Fuck not, it. which I'm not tipping 40 on top of 30. Can't, I don't have that in me. I'm not tipping 130%. <laughs> I, know? yeah, I definitely don't have like a hard rule about how much I tip, but, but like it's 20%. Like, all right. I, so here's, I'll here's go another over question. it, you know. Here's yeah, another question for you guys. When have what what was the scenario where you tipped nothing? Where you like you stiff somebody? Um, if I, I I think like at one of the I'm trying to really think. I, I, I oh the, you know the, what one time at a bar I was like a, a semi regular at it was the one from Bordentown Dublin Square I waited in, in like a medium crowded like not even completely packed bar I waited forty minutes for a fucking rum and coke or something when I was twenty two. And like I was a regular there at that point, and it was like some bartender they bust in because like they're they, you know they just needed. And I was just like, dude, I've been here for forty minutes. I've gotten your attention three times, and you've talked mm. to them. I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna tip you for this. Just like, okay, man, like what? You, you, like you know, I think that's the only time I've done it though. Just like make, make me wait around forty minutes for my first drink in a the, bar where the, it's just like everybody's sitting down. There's not even the one. The the one time I can remember doing it was. Um, we were in like at, somewhere at the at the shore, like LBI, and our waitress was just catastrophically drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Which and like I might, I, we may have, um, uh, I, I think would have a lot more sympathy for it now, or or for that matter, now might just be like, are you, well, we're. I think we were all like 18, which is a terrible, which is a bad, like I'm sure, I'm sure when a server looks at a table full of 18 year olds goes like, well, this is a waste of time. Mm -hmm. But, but she, yeah, I, I, I remember everyone talking about it and just being like, she just, she can't like string words together and she's not listening to what we're saying. <laughs> she's not writing anything down. She's not writing anything down. <laughs> I, I want to say the only time I did that, uh, it was with my wife and we went to like Bob Evans or something. And it was probably like Saturday, 11 o'clock in the morning or something. So like kind of busy and, uh, just like dreadful service, like really bad, really bad. And my wife just like, was like, we got sacrificed. I was like, what do you mean? We got sacrificed. She said, okay, this, this waitress is underwater. And if she tried to give decent service to everybody, she's going to get a shitty tip from everybody. So what she's done is she sacrificed our table and said, well, fuck them. They're just going to get bad service so that I can potentially give better service to the other three, four, five tables that they have. And so it was so bad. And again, my wife worked in the service industry for years. A bunch of her family members still work in the service industry. So like, she's like, we can't tip this woman. This has been so awful. <laughs> uh, we can't tip this woman. And that was like one of the only times where it's like, Nah, you're not getting a tip. I'm sorry. I, we I were, love we, your wife just going, just like, ah, we got schemed out of this one. Like, wait here, let me break it knew. down. Like, she's John like, Madden. Got, just like, <laughs> she's like, we got sacrificed. You know, this is the game. This is what happened to us. That I, which, by the way, I'm sympathetic towards because that's uh, uh being in like having uh, uh Christmas being a very recent memory. Um, we 
you just get like uh, overwhelmed with order because we're taking like so many people's like corporate gift orders and all that or someone's just like i want to send five bottles of champagne to five different people and then you just sit there with your face buried in your hands just going "Uh uh-huh and uh like can you email this to me and um and (laughs) what we'll do when the, the worst service that we provide on the phone is when someone calls and like, I'm looking to place an order for delivery. I'm like, have you, uh, have you considered using our website? <laughs> just trying, <laughs> And immediately just trying to funnel someone towards going online and trying to immediately trying to get off the phone with them because at some point you, you can't. Yeah. Um, but, but yes, if, if I had a, if, uh, if I had a very drunk waitress now, uh, <laughs> just be, I, I would have it in me to just go like, are you okay? <laughs> just like, like i now uh yeah f- 15 years later i think i would just be like you i'm like you you tripped there <laughs> just like yeah like you seem to be having trouble it's like is do you want to sit down for a while and we can talk to someone else let's get an extra couple glasses of water and you can come at, come over here and sit down with us for a second can i buy you a water like, yeah let me get you a glass <laughs> of water and let's get you back on like an even keel at least yeah, it's it's been a while since we've had to do that. What um, I like to do is right at the beginning of the meal, I like to lay out five singles. Oh my fucking god! I, I, I was actually I, just thinking as I was building up to saying that, it was like, how funny would that be to do? No, well, it's not funny. I want to be very clear. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> it's not a funny thing to do. Tip or don't, you fucker. <sighs> um, but imagine doing that with like $700 and then they come back to the table after the first time there's like 50 left and they don't know what they did. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I won't name any names of course, uh, because there's no need for that. My wife worked in some, uh, interesting places in her career and she had some interesting customers that would, uh, pull schemes like that. You know, well, I've got five $1 bills on the table and, if you make me unhappy, a dollar bill's coming off and this and that. And it's like, I, I don't understand how people uh, can they have zero empathy. as they do it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, I, I was, uh, it was always my understanding that you just put them out there and you don't say a word. That's still so psychopathic. Yeah, like, yeah that, psycho. It's fucking yeah, nuts. You're Tip playing, or don't, you bitch. Playing a game where the other person doesn't know the rules. <laughs> like, the. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, uh, fortunately for me, as I've gotten a little bit older and like my financial situation is better, one of my favorite things to do is, like I said, the local spot. Um, I hit them up with some really good Christmas tips last year. This year, couldn't really do because everything going on. Um, I do remember one time, like we had a restaurant we really liked in when we lived in Ohio. That was like kind of a higher end restaurant, so we'd go there, like. We went there when I got a big promotion at work. We went there when we bought our house. We would do like anniversary dinners there and stuff. It was like, it was a pretty nice spot. And uh, we had a waitress one time that was just fucking amazing, like completely attentive, like perfect, the perfect level of attentiveness, right? Um, she wouldn't come up when I had a mouthful of food. But as soon as like my my glass of water was like to a quarter, she's there to fill it up, right? Like just the, the absolute perfect level of service. And so we meals over, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, Hey, I'd like to talk to your manager. Um, you did a really good job. I'd like to talk to your manager. And so told him like, Hey, so-and-so did great. Everything. The food was great. Service was fantastic. I've never had a better experience here. Yada, yada, yada. And then again, my wife working in the service industry is like, okay, well that's called like a verbal tip. She's like, it's nice, but also the manager like expects you to do that. And also I can't pay my fucking 
gas bill with a verbal tip, right? <laughs> you know? So it's like, my wife said, if you're really this happy, you need to like take care of this person. So I don't know. It was like a, it was like a 50% tip or something. It was like crazy, but that's the type of shit that I really like to do now because we went to, we also went to like a, uh, we're thinking about remodeling a bathroom soon. I'm trying to get like money from the bank to remodel this fucking bathroom in our house. And we walked into this like bathroom and kitchen store the other day. And the lady treated me like we were probably too poor to like do business with them because I'm wearing like a hoodie <laughs> and a beanie hat and like shitty vans and stuff. Right. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I understand. She's like, well, you know, the bathrooms can go from like 20 to like $60,000. I'm like, well, first of all, our bathroom's not going to be 60,000 fucking dollars, but also like, don't act like I can't afford like whatever. Like just tell me numbers. Right. So anyways, I like to go in and I'm like borrowing swap. money for this. Thank you. Yeah, I'm borrowing money from the fucking <laughs> bank. I have a good credit score. the end of my mortgage. Shut up. I have lady. a, I have a good credit score lady. Um, <laughs> Brought my, my FICO score to... with me, bitch. <laughs> Here's the Experian report. Uh, but no, I love going to a restaurant being like, it's a normal looking guy. Um, again, I'm relatively young. I like to think, and then like surprising somebody. That's one of my favorite things to do. Well, uh, that, uh, uh having uh uh met plenty of construction workers uh over the year working in a liquor store um those are the guys like the the dirtiest guys generally are carrying the most cash (laughs) like the the guy covered in the most dust and paint pulls the most hundreds out of his pants (laughs) yeah uh, sometimes in a wallet sometimes just in a large wad where he's just like you guys got yeah (laughs) It just uh, uh, a man who is co- whose face is covered in an inch of paint is just like Johnny Walker Blue. Thank you, <laughs> three hundred cash <laughs> on the counter. <laughs> just like it's Christmas, but that that's I I love that when um but generally my favorite days are like what like uh when you see like porters and like doormen and like freight elevator guys are coming in with their bonuses and like throwing down big on stuff. Like that's that that that's that's the joy of the job. Why not, man? Yeah, because like yeah, yeah you see some dickhead come in and get like a blue label. You're like, okay, whatever. But yeah, it's like a regular guy like you, and he, you could tell he like got a bonus or saved up some money. Yeah, like I remember I bought my dad a bottle of blue label one time for Christmas, uh, and I felt like such a fucking baller going into the liquor store. Like, yeah, I'm <laughs> buying that bottle of blue label. And Do you have a uh, smaller size, please? Yeah, do you, have, do you have like a pint of the blue label or something? <laughs> uh, but I went in there and I bought it and the girl rang it up. She's like, ooh, is this stuff really smooth or something? You know, she's like, she had no idea. She's Did like, you pretend like, that you knew? Like, that's the idea, yeah. Yeah, it's really smooth. It's really <laughs> like, good. You should try it. And I, I told her, I was like, I don't know. I've never had any like Never going to drink this. <laughs> this is a gift. I have no idea. So hopefully, yes, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, we had a bottle of, uh, of the uh, Yamazaki, eight, or, or the, the Yamazaki Mizunora cask, uh, which we had going for like $4,000. And, uh, and a bottle of the Yamazaki 25, which I think was roughly the same. And they got bought by the same guy who didn't want a bag. He just put it in the bottom of a stroller <laughs> and left and just like, well, that's if you work, if, uh, if, if, if whatever uh, tech for tech company or law firm he works for, <laughs> I don't know who he is. Yeah. He was short. He was short on GameStop. 
uh, <laughs> yeah, they got <laughs> so we we've um I don't know we we haven't had um we're we're as uh, as the neighborhood has changed and uh, uh we we've we've lost many of our celebrity customers. Mm. Uh, I haven't seen too many when uh um the the ones that uh, like we we would have people just stop in sometimes and that you know we're 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 a pretty good store but even then like you don't expect like um it was like the night before halloween one year and we're all just uh um the store is packed and i'm just behind the register just ringing people up whatever and then uh you're not even looking people in the face and then a guy is just like you know where i get ice around here and i just look up and just like it's lance bass and just like oh <laughs> shit <laughs> but um but no, and then, then uh yeah i'm like i'm like the cvs down the corner uh typically is where we send people he's like oh, i was there they're out and just like no no sorry yeah, <laughs> fuck off lance bass um, i don't fucking know it's not my job to no, sell no, you like the, those are the situations like yeah just uh hurry up and buy i i was uh yeah just you're standing there you're going through a line of people and then like you'll recognize someone's voice like that's how uh, chris fowler i rang it i rang up chris fowler from college game day and he he pointed at the very expensive whiskey and then uh and his wife said no you're not getting that so <laughs> so even then even with espn money years and years of espn money wow wife, wife is wife doesn't matter who the hell you are so here's the pro move just Preach. don't take your wife to the liquor store turns out yeah he could have bought that Dudes only. She never, she never would have known what it cost unless, unless well, I don't know, shared bank. You get account. her a bottle. You get her her preferred bottle of vodka. You or get her, get her a gin. barefoot wine. She'll love it. Barefoot wine. <laughs> <laughs> get her some cat wine. Get her the cat wine in the cat bottle. Get What's her that Australian She'll wine. Go nuts. She'll go crazy. Yellowtail. Yellowtail. Yeah. Get oh, her a couple yeah. bottles of yellowtail. My ex, my, my ex from a while back loved yellowtail it's like can, can you get me the bottle of wine that i like it's like this you know, isn't some proprietary blend you like yellowtail merlot you know there, there is a uh, wine industry thing called the yellowtail effect that the reputation of yellowtail was so bad that it actually tanked the australian wine industry are you serious yeah australian wine in general suffered massively because of yellowtail's success because people are just like oh yeah it's just like that fuck uh where thought- mike what is your favorite country wine as, um, as a whole, I don't think I've ever asked you that specific question. What's the best um, country to buy wine from? Best country to buy wine from, um, or state? I guess. Uh, uh, I really like Oregon stuff for America, um, and for uh, outside of the U.S., uh, you get a lot of really cool stuff out of uh, Germany and Austria. Hmm. Okay, I now like uh, I like I like cool and cold climate wines. Had a, I had a uh, Chilean wine. I can't remember what it was uh, tonight. I had a couple glasses with dinner. Uh, a Syrah? Is that Could well be, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's one, I think it's one of the noble grapes. Uh, typically, so guys, pepper, typically peppery. Usually pretty big. Uh, it was a little, usually it was a little, little drier. It was pretty dry. Um, do you guys want to hear my funny story about going to Napa Valley? Yes. Okay, so my wife yeah. and I we uh, took a vacation. <laughs> like out lukewarm to... on it, like nah, no thanks. <laughs> so we we took a vacation out to Napa Valley. Well, we took a vacation out to California. Um, we have a I have a friend that lives in Oakland. Wanted to see him, and I wanted to drive up the coastal highway, rented a Porsche, 
from Turo. If you guys are familiar with that, it's kind of like Airbnb, but for cars. Anyways, I'm unaware of this. Whoa. Turo. It's, it's neat. So for SFO, Turo has like a program where it's like Porsche and Turo, they like have a setup at SFO. You fucking fly in, you get a Porsche, boom, you're done. Whoa. Anyways. Wow. That's really cool. To make a long story short, uh, my wife and I spent a couple of days in like Mendocino, which is like a couple, like, I don't know, north of SF. And so the next day we were going to meet our friends in Napa Valley. They had a wine club membership or whatever. Well, the night before we left Mendocino, I got fucking hammered and had an awful hangover the next morning. And uh, so imagine riding in like a little two-seater sports car on a road that fucking goes every direction. (laughs) Super fucking hungover. I mean, I threw up in a redwood forest, which was pretty amazing. Um, (laughs) But it was like a two-hour drive, two-and-a-half-hour drive of like hell. Federal crime. It's a good place to puke. And my wife was like, do you want me to drive? Protected land. I was like, no, if you drive, this will be like 10 times worse just because like you're not in control of the car, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. So anyways, we get we finally make it there and there's like no direct routes. There's not just like a highway you can take. It's all like mountainous paths through fucking wine country or whatever. And so we finally get to Napa. We meet up with our friends and we're in this like amazing wine. We go to like a couple of amazing wineries and stuff. And everywhere, I was just so hungover. I could not even barely smell the wine. So the one time I went to Napa Valley, I tasted zero wine uh, because I was just so fucking hungover. So <laughs> probably, well, I wouldn't say like a once in a lifetime opportunity, but like eh, maybe for me, uh, completely fucked it up. So that that can happen. Waste. Drinking I, I, too much bullet bourbon at some shitty bar in Mendocino the night before. It is, it is very funny that you... Uh, yeah, instead of like on a wine tour or something like that, you just bought a, a bunch of widely commercially available bourbon <laughs> that you could have gotten at home. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. So that was pretty cool. That was pretty funny. Uh, you know, live and learn. So maybe someday I'll go back to Napa and like taste some of the wine and stuff. But yeah, so that's my Napa Valley story, which is very funny. It's like a very, it's a classic kind being story, in my opinion. <laughs> I uh, I'm I'm scrolling through Dennis Flynn's uh, Twitter and he's retweeting people who commented on the most recent Great Iron Heights episode and it's really funny the dudes that comment <laughs> it's just like a bunch of old men with no hair it's like there's a lot to unpack in here Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> um I think we're gonna end the show it's been about an hour we've hit our time quota the uh. You know, the brass will be happy with the uh, the time allotment. We filled our whole hour. Dismal Tide Corporate. Yeah, well, you know, you got up, up in so. Dismal Tide Corporate offices up in, in Stanford. I think technically corporate would be uh, my mother who pays for the Zoom. She uses it for work, <laughs> and I just, like, use it for the show as well. I think she's uh, she spends as much money technically on the show as I do a month, probably. I remember when you <laughs> Wait, you you interrupted oh some uh, you interrupted some group yoga session uh, a few <laughs> weeks ago, and I said I'm just like I'll I'll get a Zoom account, like I don't care. I'm like, you pay for hosting the show, I'll get it. And you're like, no, it's from principle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they don't need more. I, I I just like turned it on too early. Oh no, you know what the problem was? We recorded on a Tuesday instead of a Thursday, 
And she was like, I had a client. Uh, like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> My mom does like yoga therapy with senior citizens. And she was like, you're lucky they didn't notice that I was out. And, and like, of course, every problem is like a big, just like got to call Brendan three times to get to the bottom of this. It's like, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Just get back in your class. Just get, don't call me. Just get back in your class. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks for joining us, Denton. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, again, I, I apologize. I'm not like a sports guy, but I hope that I brought uh, something interesting to the pod for um, your listeners. I mean, the big again, secret don't, don't is let, that sports don't let Mike, suck, dude. Don't let, uh, don't let the Mike Greenberg episode and the work of Mike Whalen make anyone think that that's what's expected. I was, I was seriously, I was seriously, I was listening to it earlier today because I was like, well, let me see what the last ep was. So I've, I've listened to a couple. I was like, let me see what the last ep was. And I was like, fucking shit. I said to my wife, I was like, I'm, I'm podcasting tonight. I said, it's like a sports podcast. And my wife's like, really? I was like, yeah. And like, they went fucking deep into this guy's history. Like, she's like, well, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Him and I had been talking about that. That That's like, that was our sort of pet project. And like, I expected, like, we, we were DMing on Twitter about it. And then he's just like, all right. So I went kind of crazy with this. <laughs> And and just put in way more work than I was prepared to or ever would have expected him to, and it and it turned out great. But was, like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not, I'm not familiar with Mike Whalen, but I said you talk to him, give him props. Like, I was seriously impressed with the level of detail and the depth that he went in on this guy. So, major <laughs> yeah, props well, to him. Mike major Greenberg sucks, dude. <laughs> that was the real takeaway. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, follow Denton at Denton PPM on Twitter if you want to, you know, car talk and absolutely ins- really nonsense posts a lot of the times, just like insane stuff. Um, follow Mike Import- and Mega Clang. What? Import- what? Important thing what? is that that uh, Eric's wife does follow him on Twitter. If you're if you what well, if you if you see his posts and say how could this happen, uh, it's important to know that his wife does follow him on Twitter. My wife is on Twitter and she reads that. my tweets. You named the you named the group message Big Chatrolls, I believe. That wasn't me. That was not me. Was that not your line? Who said talking about like just wonderful big natural breasts? No, I'm a big natty fan. I, that, I, I will die on that you. hill for sure. But no, that big chatrolls was not that might have been Justin or something. I don't know. That was not me. That might have been it's a funny name. Just remember <laughs> anytime you read my tweets, know that my wife has read it as well. So <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thank you guys. Uh, happy to join you any other time that you need an idiot to join the podcast. So sure. Always keep that in mind. We only know like a dozen people. So <laughs> all right. See everybody next week. Bye.
Oh, yeah. 